The Leave Your Legacy podcast is supported by Wise Financial. Wise Financial is a Northwestern Mutual private client group member. For over 20 years, Wise Financial has dedicated its efforts to designing comprehensive wealth management strategies for business owners and many accomplished athletes. Through their efforts, Wise Financial has been recognized as an industry-leading firm. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to the Leave Your Legacy podcast. I'm your host, Kenya Murray, and today's guest is someone that's really special to me, but let's let her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Miss April Robin, owner and CEO of Elevate with Robin. Elevate with Robin is a brand marketing agency that specializes in developing purpose-driven brand identities. At Elevate with Robin, we help people and businesses rise above competition through unique storytelling that makes an impact and truly resonates with their target audience. If you're interested in elevating your business and solidifying your position in today's market, visit our website at elevatewithrobin.com. So now welcome my niece and CEO of Elevate with Robin, Miss April Moore. All right, April, one of the questions I want to ask is like, you have accomplished a lot for someone your age, but I want you to give our audience, our viewers, a little bit of background on you, like where you grew up, where you went to high school, college, those kind of things. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Okay. So I would like to formally introduce myself as Miss April Robin. Um, Robin is my middle name and it's also a major part of my brand name, which is Elevate with Robin. That's the name of my brand marketing agency. I launched my company in November of 2017 and originally started off as a motivational speaking platform for me where I would post motivational content on my website, create articles and, you know, do videos, so on and so forth on social media. At this time, I was in college. I did attend Winthrop University, which is located in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I am from South Carolina, (laughs) Columbia, to be exact. Well, I was born in Sumter, so my stumping grounds are really in Sumter, South Carolina, but Columbia is home, too. No, you country. Let's just be real. Come on now. I know how (laughs) (laughs) I I am. (laughs) But yes, so I went to college. I went to university during my junior year. I just had a what I call was a come to Jesus moment where I knew that I wanted to influence um, my peers by being able to pour into them uh, motivationally, that is, and speak to them about their passions and just talk about like pursuing passions, finding purpose, that kind of thing. And so originally Elevate with Robin was just a blog. And while I was interviewing my first interview, interviewee, uh, his name was DJ BG. He is Jacquees's DJ who's an R&B singer. And at the end of our um, interview, I decided after hearing where he was and learning about where he wanted to be, I decided to ask him if he would become my first client. Of course, I was working for free, you know, just testing the waters because I did study integrated marketing communication at Winthrop and that's what I have my degree in. So um, from there, that's where kind of people started seeing what I was doing with him. I was getting invited to speak on a lot of panels, host workshops, um, anything in regards to social media management 
web development, anything marketing related, that is because everyone was online seeing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so um, it just opened a lot of opportunities for me. From there, I just was super intentional about building my resume, building my credibility, continuing to go to conferences, um, workshops for myself, and, you know, also hosting events and things like that, uh, that was marketing related to get me up to the point once I did graduate, which was in May of 2019, um, I landed my first commercial client. Mm -hmm. So I was working with a luxury car wrap and tinting service business in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I had the opportunity to do their rebrand. Um, I planned and executed their one year anniversary event. And so they were going for from economy to luxury. Right. And so I was able to help them make that transition. And then since then, I've been going pretty steady with just working with a plethora of different clientele and it's truly my passion. Um, and I'm, I'm just super excited. Yeah. No, no, it is. I mean, that's the thing. Like people, I mean, everything you just talked about, people would think you're in your thirties, but I mean, you're 27 now. All right. I will be next month. Next month. Okay. All right. I'm a little bit ahead. So bad uncle right there. Um, <laughs> but I think one of the things I want to go back to was like, you're the youngest um, in the family. You know, you, mm -hmm. you know, you've got, you know, three older siblings. And so what was it? Okay. Tell me the good and the bad about being the youngest. Um, in your well, family, good, not overall in your family. Okay. So the good <laughs> thing about being the youngest is by the time your mom has her fourth child, she tends to get it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like and that. So uh, I would say that I definitely um, had you know, more opportunities in the sense of my mom being really hands on with me ever since I was a child. And so like she was just heavily involved in my development um, when I was young at home, sitting me in front of the computer, uh, sitting down with me, teaching me things, that kind of thing. And I'm my father's only child. So my three siblings, they have their own dad and then I have my own dad. My own dad. So, so you're you rotten. Know, yeah, I know. You, you I am very much so rotten. Okay. Uh, my dad and my mom, they did a really good job and they still do. They still do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as supporting me. But um, those are really the perks. But just again, my mom, she was super hands on with me. My dad, uh, just as much too. It was really an even balance. Um, my mom is that emotional, mental support. My father was the financial. <laughs> All the way. We did a lot of fun stuff yeah. too, but yeah. um, that was the benefit from that. The bad thing is, is that, um, you know, there was an age gap. And so I really didn't grow up school-wise with my siblings. Um, I never really connected with them on an um, on a mental level because we were always in different state of minds. And yeah. so like they couldn't really relate to me. They weren't interested in relating to me. And so I kind of had to figure some a lot of things out on my own. Yeah. And so um, I was either having those type of conversations with my peers. I may have attempted to have some conversations <laughs> with my parents. But I doubt it. But that would be the main two things about the good and the bad. Yeah. And and that's the one thing, too, I think, like you were saying, with the attention, the one on one that you got with your mom, um, when you talk about academically, you've always been a really good student, too. And then you go on to college. And, you know, one thing I want, like you were involved in a ton of stuff. I know you were like yes. president of this, president of that, like 
you mentioned earlier that you wanted to be able to pour into the into your peers. Was being you know part of so many organizations, especially you know black organizations, helping you know young black students. Was that something that you went into college saying, "Hey, this is what I want to do," or was it something that just kind of grew on you as you saw the opportunities there for for leadership uh, opportunities at the college level? I just kind of want to know what. What drove you to be so involved at such a young age? Yeah, so um, it honestly starts back when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I attended Crestwood, which is located in Sumter, South Carolina. And Sumter is very rural. It is very country. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what I'm saying we didn't have a lot of the resources that maybe some students here in Columbia had. And so, like, that reflects on the environment that reflects on the character of my peers. And so um, while I was a sophomore, I was in a entrepreneurship class Mm -hmm. and they asked us to pick a business, design a business plan. And the business that I chose was a motivational speaking business. Mm -hmm. Why did I chose this business? It was because I felt like a lot of my peers wasn't interested in seeking higher ideals than what they were in. We weren't really having a lot of conversations about college. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, you know, we have like these two main factories in Sumter. You know, a lot of them were just looking to graduate and get a job. Yeah. You know, um, no one was really speaking about their passions or anything like that. And so um, that's why I wanted to do it. And so when I made this business plan, uh, it allowed me to like go into this competition, entrepreneurship, business plan competition and I ended up winning the first prize uh, because you know my peers of course they were doing like sneaker businesses t-shirt businesses you know you know the the stuff that they knew right right, because they could be passionate sneaker wearers and so on but I think because I always wanted to make an impact um, and it just really caught the eyes of my teachers and the other leaders at my school and so Um, I always carry that with me and I know I wanted my dream is to get paid to speak. Uh, I would love to be a motivational (laughs) speaker full time one day and have my marketing agency on autopilot. But yeah, so in November, I was in November 2017, I was able to align what I was passionate about, which was motivation, motivational speaking, motivating my peers to dig deep into what they're passionate about figure out how they can pursue it and capitalize on it, right? Um, With what I was getting my degree in, which was integrated marketing communication, I said, well, since I love motivating um, my peers, why not assist them in the development of these brands and help them market themselves Mm -hmm. so they can accomplish their goals? And that's really good. You know, one thing that is very, very prominent is you talking about passion and purpose. And I think in today's age, there's so many more opportunities for those who are looking at careers to turn their passion into a profession. And, and I think in that you find purpose. Do you feel uh, as an almost 27 year old that a lot of your peers are still searching for their passion or their purpose? Cause I feel like as a almost 50 year old, that there are some people even my age that may have thought it was one thing, but they've had to pivot. Uh, are right. you seeing people your age, um, in this new world have maybe more difficulty finding what their passion and purpose is? Yes. Um, And I think the reason why people are having a a lot more 
difficult time deciding like what they're passionate about, what their purpose is, is because I think they're waiting for this surreal moment that may never happen. So the way that I've been able to define like what my purpose is or what anyone's purpose is, is that I genuinely believe that your purpose is what you're passionate about and how it can possibly impact others Mm -hmm. right so how can you even if you're a gamer right how can you be the ultimate gamer that you know impacts the world in a positive way that's how you so you have to figure out what you're what you're good at and find purpose in it by wanting to do it because it's going to possibly influence someone else um and so to answer your question yes i mean originally i went to college to study biology hmm. and that's because i was going to be a dentist because yeah, yeah. that's our family <laughs> yeah who are dentists um then i was like well i don't like science let me study political science so i be- can become a lawyer wasn't happy with that and i was doing that because i knew that this would have made my parents proud hmm. this was easier for them to understand and, you know, have faith that I would be able to succeed. And so um, I went undeclared and I was like, let me just figure it out. And then I came across IMC, which was Integrated Marketing Communication, which was a reflection of some of the what the program offer was reflecting a lot of the roles and committees I was like wanting to be on and involved in in the different organizations at school. And I was like, oh, I could be on the social media management team. Oh, I could be on the events and planning team. Um, and it just kind of all came together. And so to answer your question, yes, yes, is I, but I think it's the only reason why is because people have trouble with figuring out how to capitalize on their passions and wanting to find purpose in that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great answer. And, and I'm gonna ask you this too, because <clears throat> now Iowa's different than South Carolina, <laughs> where you're talking about demographics and things like that. But one of the things that I wanna ask you about is as a black woman with your own company, what, how do you, let me put let me put it this way, because I think that sometimes in the industry that you're in with marketing, things like that is dominated by men, black, yes. white and different. It's, it's dominated by men. What's your attitude towards that? And how do you maybe offset some of the uh, preconceived notions when it comes to a woman that owns her own company is kind of paving her own way? Do you find a lot of roadblocks in that? Or do you feel like you have to go above and beyond because you are a woman in an industry that's dominated by men? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of move about life in the pursuing of my career. I have like complete tunnel vision, okay. right? And so I'm aware of these roadblocks. I'm aware of um, how much harder I have to work for the respect but I've been able to find so much peace and happiness and confidence in knowing that as long as I show up as myself and I'm able to articulate and communicate not only verbally, but people can recognize the energy on my website, yeah. you can see it on my social media, then it tends to add up. I've been able to attract a very diverse group yeah. of clientele. And so I think that um, what has helped me is, is that ever since I was a child, like 
I've always sat in the first row in the classroom. <laughs> like I always wanted to be first to volunteer. So I've always had the confidence to be an entrepreneur. I, I can't remember what happened or why, but I know one day my dad was telling me and I was in high school, he was like, April, you're not going to be able to work for anybody. I probably had an attitude about something. <laughs> he was like, you're not going to be able to work for anybody. And that stuck with me. He was like, you don't like being told what to do. But I was like, but I never thought this would have even been in my cards to be building a marketing agency. Right. And so I think it's, I do think like true entrepreneurs, CEOs, like we are in that way three, five percent, like it's a certain mentality that you have to have. And so like, yes, there are roadblocks. Yes, it's I have to work harder, but I love it so much. Like I started off doing this for free. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I don't care what Bob is over there doing. <laughs> or what he's like I'm able to communicate what my unique difference is. And if that's something that you're in alignment with, then we can work together. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I did have a question on there. I was going to ask you, like, you know, how'd you come up with the name Elevate with Robin? But you, you really did a good job explaining that. But I do want to ask you this. So, and I know you've done some additional services, like you're adding different things to your portfolio and what you offer clients. So what, what's your vision? Let, let's say, what's your five-year vision for Elevate with Robin? And how do you see yourself getting there? Because having a vision um, and saying, this is where I want to go, you obviously have to plan on getting there. And you've been meticulous to this point. So what's your five-year vision and how do you feel like you're going to be able to get there? Okay, so five years from now, I would definitely be in CEO status. Right now, just like many entrepreneurs who are just starting out, and it's crazy because I've been doing this for five years, and I'm still learning, and it's still new, and I'm still trying to establish a lot of my foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you wear a lot of hats. You know what I'm saying? I'm running, I'm learning how to grow the business from a entrepreneur standpoint, understanding accounting, understanding the logistics of being a CEO <laughs> and figuring out how to operate the operation right, side of right. the marketing. That's a different beast. But I also do a lot of the work. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I do a lot of the work, and of course, I'm in that place where it's like, okay, like I've started outsourcing things here and there, but the outsourcing is tricky, right? Because ideally you would have a team who's able to understand what your vision is, how you like, you know, your relationship to be with your clients, the type of work you like to produce. And I, I'm very specific. And so I do end up doing a lot of the things myself um, because I haven't been able to find that mm-hmm. um, solid or build a solid team. And so like within the next five years, I will be done with outsourcing. Um, which just means that I contract some of the work that I do mm-hmm. um, and I would have my own payroll employees gotcha. uh, for my agency and then being able to hold, thing, hold things down themselves. Every role that I'm aware of that's needed within the marketing agency will be fulfilled mm-hmm. um, and everything will be operating as one band, one sound. They will understand the standard of the standard of work that I have that I expect mm-hmm. and um the type of relationships that I have with my clients. And so 
that's the main thing I would love. I just really want to be operating as a CEO. I don't want to be hands on as much with the actual marketing work, yeah. but I want to have train um, my colleagues to be able to really live out what it is that I want Elevate with Robin to be. And don't get me wrong, along the way, I've had a team. Yeah. I've had many team members <laughs> and then they've gone. I've, you know, formed other relationships where they're just being contracted, so on and so forth. But it's all a learning experience. And so it's going to happen. A lot of people contact me now, you know, wanting to work, you know, at Elevate with Robin. And so it's just like once I'm able to operate fully in that space, you know, I do believe like five years from now, everything will be on autopilot for me. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. No. And I see it coming too. I mean, you, like you said, you're, you're adding different things uh, as far as offerings to your clients and that's great. But you talk about hats. Um, for me, the most important hat that you wear is mom. So yeah. um, how has becoming a mother to Cairo changed you? Yeah, so Cairo, that is my almost <laughs> son, my beautiful baby, but he changed my life. He changed my mentality. He has he has aged me. You know what I'm saying? I think right now I'm already in my 30s. Gotcha. Uh, just because of the level of responsibility it is to be a mom, but also just who he inspired me to become. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I've already I, I lived, I had the opportunity to live a certain lifestyle because of who my parents are. And I've always wanted to maintain that or even have better. Right. And so it's just like, there's a certain type of life that I know that my parents provided that. So that's already the basic standard, but there's so much more that I want and that I want him to have as well. And so he's just really um, inspired me to work harder. I work very hard. I'm always in front of my computer, um, always trying to figure out, you know, like what new goal can I accomplish? He's just allowed me honestly to become disciplined. Yeah. I lacked discipline prior to having my child. <laughs> um, that sounds kind of funny because of everything that you did. You say you still lack discipline, even I though did, you had success. I did. Yes. And that's because it was almost when you only have you to worry about, you move about life differently. Right. Okay. Right. That's just really what it is. And so it's just <laughs> like, you take more risk. You're like, eh, that doesn't, you know, so it's just like, but now I'm like, no, like I have to get, I have to do this. You know, I'm very much so organized. I feel like I'm a real adult. I have officially become an adult because I am a parent. Right. Okay. Right. You don't have kids. I'm sorry, you are a little childish. You're only responsible. It's a different world out here. And so it's just like, I feel like I'm more responsible. I understand finances more. I understand how important it is to know what your goal is, but how to map out how are you going to achieve it right. and you know, just remain disciplined. Like I want to be healthier for him. Um and I want to have more for him. There's, you know, I just, I know what type of life I want to have as his mom. And so it's like, I have no choice but to get there. So he's really responsible for that because prior to me getting pregnant, I would say I was kind of still 
cruising through life like yeah elevate with robin is my thing it's gonna happen but i was kind of just taking my time not being super focused now i'm locked in you know and things been going well since so i'm excited and you know hopefully within the next two three years i would have you know gotten where I need to be so me and him could start living our best lives. Well, it's interesting because I know you had another job and you, you know, you're working for Amazon. And one of the things you were like, I, if I can get this number of clients like here, then I know that I can kind of leave that and focus. So even like that, like that's one of those things where you knew like, okay, as a new mom, that wasn't really flowing for you, you know, you know, managing other people, spending this many hours away from Cairo is like, okay, that, that even focused you into, it was a short term goal, but it was like, that's what you needed to get to in order to move off of that. So you can follow your passion full time. And so I think, you know, yes, kids do give us perspective and they, you know, we do want better for them. And so, um, no, I appreciate that. And, and obviously, you know, you and his father, you know, work simultaneously together, but, I just love the fact that it hasn't derailed you. Um, you're locked in. Uh, you got good people around you. Like the people yeah. you have around you are very supportive. And so I see that, you know, for me now working with you directly as you have, you know, rebranded me and, you know, trying to make me look, you know, try to make me look good. I just see um, you have this uh, poise and vision that a lot of people your age don't have. So it's fun now to be, um, witness to it and, and having you help me in my journey as well. So, you know, we're doing this kind of thing together. So I'm, I'm excited for that too. Can I tell you something yeah. real quick? Yeah. So, you know, I was, so when I got pregnant, that's when I decided I was like, well, I need some money yeah. now. Cause <laughs> I, took, I took a break from elevate with Robin yeah. and was just trying to figure out, okay, well, how am I going to really elevate my own brand, my own business? Um, because the way that my business model was was working, it wasn't it wasn't working. Right. right? So um, when I got pregnant, I was like, okay, well, let me just start working. And I became the operate um, an operations manager at Amazon. And, you know, I was miserable. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) it was, you know, working 12 hour days, being a new mom. Um, I also and I started that job while I was pregnant. So I was doing that while I was pregnant. And it was just it was such a challenge. And I just couldn't stay in a place where you know i wasn't being served emotionally um i wasn't feeling fulfilled because i wasn't operating um on the day-to-day basis doing something that i was passionate about and so i did have a plan to you know be able to exit stage left uh (laughs) in order to feel comfortable because i was making a lot of money at amazon um but the plan never happened I woke up one day and I was just like, you know what? My son is about to be one years old. Yeah. I'm, I've already spent so much time away from him. I'm about to quit. <laughs> That's what so, it was. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have a client address. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, you know what, Lord, I'm about to step out on faith and yeah. I'm gonna figure it out. So the first week I made I gave them a month notice. Yeah. Um, I was quitting right before the, the same week Cairo turned one and um 
within the next three weeks, I had six clients. Wow. So that's how that happened for me. So like I didn't I didn't lock them in before. And it was because I was so busy. So what helps me with my business is uh, marketing myself online, you know, really being consistent yeah. and intentional about putting myself out there. That's how I've always been able to attract my clients. And I wasn't doing that because I was working all the time. So right. I didn't have no clients when I came. <laughs> I was like, Lord, please, yeah. tax coming up. I'm going to figure it out and we're going to get it done. <laughs> That's so funny. That is not the story your mom, my sister, told me. <laughs> she said you had a plan and you was going to exact that I plan. I had a together. plan. <laughs> no one knew that that plan wasn't locked in but gotcha. me. But now I can tell everyone like that. Yeah. After I quit, yeah. I had six clients and I was able to, yeah. you know, get everything going. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's cool, though. I mean, honestly, like you said, sometimes you have to step out on faith. Like you you just you just don't know. It feels right, but you still don't know. And I think that's probably what's really scary for people is that they want to know what that next step is. And sometimes you don't. Um, sometimes it's a feeling. Sometimes it, and I think more than anything is having confidence in yourself. Knowing, knowing what you want to do, knowing how you have to grind and then locking in and doing it. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a pretty interesting story. I'm, I'm glad you shared that with me. <laughs> I said, right. well, let me be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, just be honest. No, it's cool. Um, you know, this is called the leave me, you know, leave your legacy podcast. And, um, one of the questions I ask all my guests is like, what does leaving a legacy mean to you? You know, one of the things that people don't know I don't think I've shared a lot of it is just how deep our roots are in South Carolina. Like I'm from, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. I moved to Michigan. I grew up in Michigan. Um, I came to Iowa. I've been in Iowa since 1992, um, which you've only been here once when you're in my wedding. Um, but I, but it's, you know, sometimes things happen that we, um, we're not prepared for. Obviously what happened with mom, my mom, your grandma, I've been asking myself, like, why, you know, why it happened. And, you know, you get kind of emotional about it. But I also realized, like, in the last almost year, I have been to South Carolina and seen all of you more in the last year than I have probably in the last 20 years. And, um, and I say that, you know, it's, you know, talking about legacy just because family is so important. And we have an unbelievable family full of a lot of characters and things like that. But, you know, for me, like, you know, legacy, um, it, it is rooted in family, but I, I do want to ask you, what does leaving a legacy mean to you? Yeah. So um, just going back to my true foundation as a, as a person, Elevate with Robin is what I've been able to find purpose in. Right. Um, However, like my marketing agency is just the surface level of things. I really want my legacy to be what I've been able to do for others. Um, the impact that I've been able to have on other people, the conversations I've had, um, <clears throat> whether it is business related or it's on a personal level, like I just overall really want to be a good person, um, not just to my peers or my clients or my friends, but, you know, to my son, um, to my mom, my dad, 
you know, my grandmother, everyone in my life. Like I am very intentional about trying to prioritize, you know, people. And, you know, when tragedy does happen, it kind of shows you like, you know, you need to prioritize people um, because those relationships really are what's going to help you live on when you're no longer here. Um, You know, and then everything ties in together, you know, What is personal branding? Branding is what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, and that's how I think about legacy. So what are people? So I'm actively building that and creating that. So like what are people going to say about me when I wasn't here? You know, and so I'm thinking about that every day Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to be intentional with that. I want to be good at everything. You know, I'm saying, is that possible? Probably not. (laughs) But I would like for people to say, like, she tried, you know, what I'm saying. And so, like, I've always been, you know, a competitor. I've always wanted to achieve great things academically um, or outside of academics. Like, that's just who I am. And so, like, I just kind of want people to really know me for, like, being genuine and being consistent with what my overall message for people on this earth is, which is, you know, Bridge the gap between passion and purpose. Yeah. Um, pursue your passions, find purpose in it, and be kind to others. You know, I think ultimately, you know, we're blessed because we're supposed to bless other people. And so, like, just be a blessing. That's all I want to be. I want to be a blessing in any kind of way. I want people to say that April did this for me. April did that for me. And so that's what I want my legacy to be. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, we do have uh, one thing I do, too, is rapid fire questions. So we're going to go kind of go off the cuff here a little bit, but uh, my first question for you is if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would that be and why? Ooh. Um, I would probably go to Japan. Okay. Um, and that's because I want to see the cherry blossoms that my boyfriend is. Oh yeah. Always- yeah. 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 I get that. <laughs> I remember him talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the cherry blossoms and I really want to I've slowly okay I, not really but I'm kind of interested in this anime world um <laughs> a little bit now and so I would just like to see all of the technology all of the anime stuff like I just know that J- Japan is a whole different caliber in terms of what we're able to see and experience here in the U.S., at least from what I see on Google. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like to go to Japan to see how beautiful the country is um, and, you know, just explore all of the different technology things in the anime world. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Number two, cake or pie? And then what's your favorite cake or pie? Cake and red velvet, and I better have pecans on top. Okay, I got you. I'm not eating that, but you know, to each their own. Uh, <laughs> just makes me, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Cake or pie? Cake. cake. Yeah, yeah, but I got to go chocolate. I got to go chocolate cake, vanilla icing. I know I'm kind of plain, very plain. That's <laughs> <I love> culture. <laughs> I love All right, last one. If you could listen to only two recording artists for the rest of your life, who would they be? Oh, oh, okay. Definitely will listen to Bay Ray, which is my boyfriend. I'm sorry. I know you're gonna say that. We're each other up when we're not in each other's presence. So that's just really what it is. Yeah. Um, 
I would listen to Bay Ray and the second artist I would probably listen to is um, probably a group. It will be Earth, Wind and Fire. Okay. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, your, your yeah. man, your man can go. So I, I, I'll give you that one. He can. He can He's a really man. good artist. He is. And there's so many songs that's about me now. I could just be like, he's singing to me. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No, doubt. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, April, I just want to thank you for coming on. But one of the things I do too is I always leave with a quote. And I try to think of, you know, who I have coming on and, and when I decide which quote to use. And this is one that I that just kind of popped out to me when I saw it, and um, it's from Muhammad Ali. And it's, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And yeah. I think that you you have dreamed big, you're dreaming big, and, you know, I don't know if you're scared. You don't, you don't come off as being scared, but I think um, you are someone that's going to do great things. And for me as your uncle, it's, you know, just been phenomenal to kind of see you grow into this woman and I'm super proud of you, really am, and I'm I'm happy that you know you and I are working together, and uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of good things to come out of uh, this partnership between you and I. Yeah, so. I really wanted to say that I'm, you know, I'm very appreciative of you, you know, just taking interest in who I am and what I'm doing, and you know, being willing to support me on the level that you have and sharing your platform. You know, like this is very hard to come by. You know. Um, it's a real thing where people say like, you know, not a lot of family tend to, you know, really show a lot of love when it comes to seeing their own family doing something, even if it's like sharing a post, liking a post. And so like just for you to reach out and trust me with like helping you build the Key and Murray brand, helping you launch, you know, the start of your keynote speaking business. And then, you know, eventually we're going to transition into doing a little bit more on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not good at um, that. <laughs> but I'm working with your pace. <laughs> but um, I'm super, I'm super grateful to be able to say like, I did this with you. And I just want you to know that it really meant a lot to me. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that you're proud of the work that I have done and that I will continue to do for yeah, it's, you. It's been all right. I'm, I, I, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, a big thank you to Wise Financial as our title sponsor. A thank you to Stella's Freshmex Storyline Multimedia. Without these guys, my podcast would not even be half as good as what it is right now. Um, and remember, you can find our podcast on our YouTube page, the Talk About Network. You can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your, your podcast from. I'm Kenya Murray. Until next time. This podcast is sponsored by Storyline Multimedia. Storyline is an Iowa City-based media company that specializes in creating high-quality video, photo, and audio productions for local businesses. Not only that, but they also produce a number of podcasts, including this one. So if you're interested in sharing the story of your business with the world, contact them today by visiting StorylineMultimedia.com. And remember, your story matters.